Broadcasting live from the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta, Georgia, the Training 2015 Conference and Expo. All right, Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here. We are at Training 2015 Conference and Expo. We're coming to you from the show floor, not the studio this time around. And we are visiting with, in this segment, Chief Marketing Officer and Senior VP Sales and Service. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Jeremy Donovan with the American Management Association. How you doing, man? Yeah, thanks so much for having me here. I'm having a good time. It's a crowded show floor, so it's exciting. Well, thank you for bringing your own theme music. I hear the bongos in the background. Is that uh, we didn't have that in the last segment? Yeah, I wish I could say that was. I wish I could say that was our booth. Next, <laughs> ne- next year we're going to have to do our own bongo drums. Now, can you share a little bit about the American Management Association? What are you guys, what are you guys up to? How are you helping companies? Sure, sure. Yeah, so Ameri- the American Management Association is a 92-year-old not-for-profit, and our mission is to help individuals inside of companies become more effective and more inspiring leaders. And we do that by training people both on-site at their corporations or in our public training centers or online. Really, you can train any way you want. And you have branches all over the country? We have, Not only all over the country, we actually have branches all over the world. And then, um, so the, at these chapters, do they have, are they called chapters, or what do you call them? Yeah, usually people think of an association and they think about chapters, but it really is less about chapters, and it's more, cent- we call them centers, uh-huh. so training centers that we have all across the country and all across the world for people to come to. And then the individuals in that given market can come on a regular basis? Do you have meetings? Yeah, that, that's it. it's less about meetings, but they'll more about registering for a seminar. Uh But one of the cool things that we have is an annual pass, which means someone can pay a a limited amount of money and be able to actually take as much training as they need in order to grow as a leader or a manager. All right, so beyond the training though, you guys are pretty deep and wide when it comes to assessments, yeah? Yeah, so that's one of the, the key things, I think trends in the industry is the use of more assessments in order to give people an understanding of what they actually need to train in it at the individual level, but also at the organizational level. So you got needs assessments, I, I think, in, in terms of identifying where you want to put your energies. Do you also have assessments that are, um, are given with respect to s- uh, specific skill sets yeah. as, as well? And if so, do you have like a normative database that you're collecting on these things? So y- yes and yes. There, there are all kinds of different types of assessments. There are IQ assessments, knowledge of particular skills assessments, there's competency assessments, there's personality assessments, right? There are all kinds. So uh, for the American Management Association, really there are two that we focus on. One is that assessment of competencies to help those individuals and their organizations identify what they need to train in. But then to your your specific question, we also have pre-training assessments in our specific seminars that would give you a better understanding of what you need to focus on when you go to that seminar. So for example, if you attend a training on emotional intelligence, then you'll take uh, an assessment that gives you a sense of where you rate on emotional intelligence, different dimensions, so that we can take the right corrective action to get you to where you need to be. And then you would give the assessment prior to taking the class and then after to see what you learned? That's, yeah, that's exactly right. Many of our seminars would have a pre-training assessment and then a post-training assessment. Now, is there a, an assessment that's like maybe 90 days or six months later to see if they're actually implementing what they learned? Yeah, in fact, with, with not all of our seminars, because for some things that's relevant and for some things that's not, but with some of our seminars, yes, they will do a follow-up assessment further out in time. And, and even some of the assessments are not just self-assessments, but you can do 360 assessments and watch how you're growing over time. 
I don't want our engineer to know about 360s. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 180 <laughs> or 90 at the most. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to uh, assessments, I would think that the American Management Association probably has more research available, more raw data available than virtually any other organization just by the sheer volume of people you guys are, are assessing, yeah? It, it was one of the things that I just came to the American Management Association seven months ago after 16 years at my prior employer. And I came from a very data-driven place. And I have to say that coming to the AMA, I'm blown away by how <laughs> much information there is. And one of the most fun things I get to do is to tear through the data that we've collected and just find trends and patterns that that are often eye-opening types of trends and patterns. So there is a there is a just an enormous amount of information, and even when we do a new assessment, we then collect such an incredible amount of data so quickly that we can draw insights on things that would have taken a lot longer if we didn't have that volume of people who attend our seminars. Can you share maybe some insights that you were able to uh, kind of kind of discover that maybe surprised you? Yeah, I think the one of the things we wanted to figure out was when you look at competencies, what are there any skills that are universally top skills for people, whether they're individual contributors or leaders? And we found that there are two universal skills that are top five skills of whether you're an individual contributor, a first-level manager, a manager of managers, or even a C-level executive. And, uh, and interestingly, those two skills are critical thinking, which some people refer to as problem solving, and the other one is customer service acumen. So I think everybody has now become throughout the you know throughout most business has become extremely customer focused. So that that made a lot of sense when we saw that. Well, but you would think critical thinking that makes sense like for a leader of an organization, but the customer service that that would be so valuable now, that's interesting to me. And that seems is that a shift now or do you think people are more customer centric now because of the advent of social media and there a lot more voices are out there? I I, I do think it's a shift. And I agree with you. I think it's it's not just social media, but I, I think the the uh, the focus throughout the industry. You hear all these stories, right? Tony Shea at Zappos. You hear what Amazon is doing. You hear story after story after story of companies that have a great customer focus and are successful because of it. And I think that's really changed the ethos it's of the industry. Sinking in, you think? I think <laughs> it's finally sinking in. Although long before all this, right, there was the customer is always right. Yeah, but nobody believed it. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they would say it. But now, now I guess you have the data to back it up. Well, <laughs> that's a good thing. If you don't if you don't serve the customer well, then they don't come back, which is that's a big problem, right, for that's, any business. That's right. So a little guidance for just the line manager out there, how to really capitalize on assessments, because I get the sense that uh, if you're not careful, you can you can uh, abuse the knowledge or not really utilize it properly. For, for example, in some cases, the information you're collecting is more of a starting place for a meaningful conversation than it is a you're hired, you're not hired, or you're promoted, you're not promoted. Is that, would you agree with that? I, I do. In fact, there's a, there's a, the head of HR at Google, Laszlo Bach, often cites an academic article about what types of assessments are actually effective in predicting performance on the job later on. And, and this article goes through a meta-analysis of 20 or more different types of assessments that have been done. And it turns out that only a few really, really matter. Uh, the, the one that matters most is actually a, a test of general mental ability. That's how it's referred to there, but you think of it as IQ. That's incredibly predictive of on-the-job performance later on. I'll contrast that with something that was at the bottom of that survey, which I actually had to look up because I didn't know what it meant. Uh, have you ever heard of graphology before? 
No. The handwriting? Yeah, you got it. So apparently in a few countries, particularly in France, I don't know if it's still true, but it was true when they wrote the article, uh, something like 85% of employees got a handwriting analysis. <laughs> and What about palm reading? Ex yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and before you laugh, it's worth looking at <laughs> academic studies about whether or not these things matter. And what they found was that they found that for handwriting in particular, people who are handwriting experts do know better at predicting top performers than people who aren't handwriting experts. So indeed, that one doesn't work. But IQ has a major, uh, has a major impact on whether someone's going to be successful. The other one is the big five personality assessment. Uh, the factor of conscientiousness in particular is a predictor, significant predictor of on-the-job performance. So assessments really can tell you critical things about whether people are likely to perform well on the job. And then can you tailor it to um, so that the person will be a cultural fit in your organization? Just because they test well, you know, they still have to fit in the culture. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point, which is, and the, the study that, I, that I'm referring to actually gets a lot at this, which is, let's say you'd conduct a whole battery of tests on people. Mm -hmm. The best, the best that you can do is predict about 36% of the variation in performance among employees. So there's still 64% right. completely unexplained. And, and I think from my experience working in both big companies and small companies, cultural fit probably is one of the biggest things that, that impacts performance. Now, so, have you guys landed on a handful of what you would characterize as top leadership skills? I mean, because you guys have done an awful lot of talking with leaders, potential leaders, doing the assessment. You started to winnow it down a little he's bit. He's searching for some free consulting here. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I've been doing the whole, the whole conversation. Yeah, efficient. I, I can definitely help. So, I, I, Actually, we, we did a survey in the last couple of weeks that, that we got 2,500 responses to, so a pretty significant survey. Uh, talent assessment survey and I was sitting on the airplane yesterday coming down to the conference and I, I didn't have my computer with me so it was me with a piece of paper <laughs> old school and uh, my and my uh, my my Android phone calculator calculating out numbers and, and here's what I did I tried to figure out whether what what skills what competencies were things that people perceived that there was a big gap between individual contributor and leader with the thinking being that the thing that there's a bigger gap on is the thing that's worth investing in, right? And then also those skills that are also considered to be top skills of the best managers. So big gaps with top skills. And I've been calling those things either golden differentiators or making the golden leap. That if you express those particular, those particular competencies, you're, gonna, you're going to become a better leader. And the, there's a progression that makes a lot of sense. So let me tell you three of them. One of them we mentioned already, which is critical thinking. So here you have, uh, you walk into a business situation, you have to think critically about what's going on. Right. Once you do that, if you just think critically, does that, is that gonna help you? No, you have to communicate at some point. Yeah, yeah, well communication is actually one of those. Verbal communication is one of those golden differentiator skills. But the other piece is that you need to actually make a decision, right? All the analysis. <laughs> That's right. All the analysis in the world doesn't help you if you don't make a decision. Right. And then once you make a decision, right? So now, so you did all this analysis, you made a decision, like, what if you just stop at the decision? Nope, you got to follow through, yeah. right? You got to assess to make sure that it's going well so you can tweak it. Yeah, you, you got to follow through, you got to execute. So that, that pattern, critical thinking, followed by decision making, followed by execution, that's what, think about it, right? That's what defines a leader. And there are other skills of these golden differentiators, these golden leaps, that if you layer them in, are going to make it even more effective. Things like hiring, coaching, verbal communication, motivation, right? Those are all core 
very core leadership skills that people really do have to make a pretty big jump, a pretty big leap from individual contributor to leader to be effective on. Sounds like you got your book mapped out there, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a, sec I have a secret, secret life as a writer, actually, and I do have a pen name, by the way. So, uh, yeah, it would be a new book, I guess. All right, so the balance of the conference, you're going to walk the carpet, visit with some folks, you're going to attend some sessions? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of everything. So far this morning, I've been meeting a lot of people walking by, and it's got a good, good, really great crowd here, and want to go meet up with some of the other vendors that are on the floor just to see if there's opportunities to do things together. AMA is always looking for people to partner with, so that's a, this is a great opportunity to do that and hopefully sit in a few sessions. And the, uh, if somebody wanted to learn more about the AMA, give them the elevator pitch of why they should consider becoming a member. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you two reasons. Uh, the first reason is that the average satisfaction score, and this blew me away when I joined the company, I didn't know it, of our seminars is a 4.8 out of 5.0. Wow. It's, it's unheard of. And what we get constantly people telling us that these things are things that change their lives at a critical time in their professional journey. So one is that 4.8 out of 5. The second thing is we did a study where we looked at people who attended AMA seminars, what happened to them a year or two later. And the, that's the wonderful thing about LinkedIn is that you can, you can find out where people have grown. So our, the people who attend AMA seminars actually get promoted at twice the rate of the industry average. So you know, we're, so we're, our mission is to help people become better leaders, and, and at least those two things help us feel like we're really fulfilling it. And if people want to learn more about us, it's just amanet.org, A-M-A-N-E-T.org. All right, Jeremy Donovan, thank you so much, man. Thanks. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll be back in a few from the show floor of Training 2015 Conference and Expo. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.